going to keep today's introduction sweet and short. Welcome again to Thoughts and Tea, Tea and Tea with your girl, Tea <laughs> me. I am so glad you could join me on the second part of our reconciliation talk with Professor Mwatabu Okanta. Get there. This is an attempt to continue the conversation about bridging the gap between Africa and the diaspora, which I think is imperative to us going forward as black people. Um, so many things are happening to us now when you listen to things happening in China to Africans and what is happening to the black population in America where they are the ones dying. We are the ones dying and in China, Africans are being mistreated and um, it's crazy. But I'm not going to bore you anymore. We're just going to jump right into the conversation with Professor Motabu Okanta as we finish the talk on reconciliation. Enjoy. Last year, the year of the return, over a billion dollars was injected into the Ghanaian economy. Just think of the implications of that. That's a powerful connection because that, that, that gives Ghana the ability to then not have to be so dependent on America or China. Um, and I think it also alerted other African countries to begin to cultivate ties with those of us from the diaspora, you know, where we, we meet each other and greet each other and eat with each other and stay in each other's homes. And it was wonderful. Are there going to be missteps? Of course. Of course. You know, you, you, you can't help it. But, you know, I also see the billboards in Ghana advertising bleaching creams. <laughs> the white Jesus is everywhere. Um, and it's like, wow, you know, we really got to deal with this thing. Yeah. You know, the legacy of, of colonialism is real. We could go to Nigeria and find Nigerians more English than the English. When I went to Senegal, I saw people from Senegal who were more French than the French. But then you've also encountered some of us who mow into Africa than Africans are into Africa. Yeah. <laughs> it's such an so, interesting phenomenon. It's such an interesting right. phenomenon. <laughs> but it's understandable. How could it not be that way? How could it not be that way? How could our people have been here in America for these last 400 or so years? How could we not be crazy? You know, we, we're crazy on both sides of the Atlantic trying to figure it out. And we have to figure it out. And I think we will. Um, the village that I go to in Ghana, I think, 
is 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 a model village in terms of showing how African Americans and Africans can cooperate and learn how to work with each other, how to live with each other, um, and and how that can be positive. Um, bringing bringing the internet into the village, uh, helping with the schools in the village, um, all of those kinds of things, you know. Okay. Um, and people who are on the ground, so they're not just tourists, people who live there in the village who are from here. Um, so, you know, it's a beautiful thing. So I, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Um, um, and, and I'm looking forward to my retirement and the next phase of my life uh, and working from that side. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So, um, one thing I am definitely getting from this is we don't know what we don't know. And until we get exposed to other things and start to... Um, deliberately educate ourselves especially on each other there's no way we're going mm -hmm. to understand each other and like you said it's going to take time because for having so-called our freedom as it was given to us which when i think about it makes no sense because no no human should be able to take another human's freedom but anyway so for having our freedom we are relatively young and a lot of things were put in place to create that division but what we really have to free is our minds yeah they harmonize our minds and they use religion to church to to take control of our minds. They use the school systems both in Africa as well as here. Um, um, you might be familiar with it, uh, probably uh, Carter G. Woodson's book, The Miseducation of the Negro. Um, you, you should get a copy of it. He, he wrote that book in the 1930s. He got a PhD in history from Harvard. I think he was the second African-American. What's the title again and who's the author? So people can hear. His name is Carter G. Woodson. And the title of the book is The Miseducation of the Negro. It's Carter G. Woodson is the father of what we now call Black History Month. But in his book, he talks about how it took him 15 years to undo the damage that Harvard did to his mind. And, and that's what I witnessed um, being in Ghana during the year of the return because it just gave me an opportunity to interact, you know, and when you share stories, then you find out indeed what you have in common, you know, and it was, it was powerful. Talking about commonalities, you've talked about the 
some of the causes for this phenomenon of that misunderstanding between Africans on the continent and then the rest of everyone else in the diaspora. What are some of the ways you think we can reconcile those differences and focus on our similarities? You definitely talked about the year of return, which Ghana pioneered last year, which was very successful, which is an example mm-hmm. of one of the ways. What are some of the other ways on the individual level, particularly because being in America as an African, one thing I've come to find out that when I'm with my African communities, you hear them say, oh, the African-Americans don't like us. And then I'm, I'm with the African-Americans. They're like, oh, Africans don't like us. They think this is that, that. And I'm just there in the middle. I'm like, this is such a big misunderstanding. Right. Well, that's what it is. And, and the only way that you can break it down, I think, is to interact with each other. Fortunately for me, um, in my first interactions with Africans from the continent, they allowed me, they're very patient with me. They allowed me to ask all of the dumb questions. Okay. Um, And they answered them for me. So if I asked if you live in a mud hut, they didn't get upset with me because they understood that that's, what I had been fed, but they showed me pictures of the homes that they lived in, the villages that they came from, or where they came from in the city. I had never seen pictures like that before. You know, um, um, invited me to parties, so I heard African music. I, I hadn't heard music like that before. And little things like that. Um, and then, in the same way, we have to be patient and, and allow Africans <laughs> to ask us all of the dumb questions based on the misinformation that they've been given about us. I mean, that's, that's the only way we get through this, to me, on an individual level. Because there are a lot of Africans in this country, a lot of Africans in this country, and they need to pay attention to what they see when they're here. Because if they're honest, they are always in situations where they're dealing with Americans, and I'm talking about white people, who don't know that they're Africans, who think that they're one of us, and treat them accordingly. I know this is the case, and that has to be an eye-opener for them to come to America and see the real America, and, and what's really going on here with, with and two black people, and it includes them. True. So we just have to be honest with each other. Let me even piggyback off of that um, that thing you just said because it's it's one of the realest things I've experienced. Working with um, with with uh, uh, with different people, I've worked in this, I've been in situations where I've worked with you know you know I've had African Americans at the job you know non uh, Hispanics, uh, Latinx. I've had Caucasians, and one thing I came to realize is. Being a black person in America, there's this, there's a certain level of no nonsense and no, like a, a lower level of tolerance for a lot of bullshit. But being, being an African, being an African, we are raised with this kind of colonial, um, a lot of us were raised with a colonial 
I don't know if the word is, I don't want to say fragility, but this almost humility, almost surrender thing. It's like you have to be just very, be respected. You know, as you know, in Africa, right. respect is That's such a... About. You know, respect is such a big thing. And so I started realizing that my my superiors who were Caucasian, or some of my, even my coworkers who were Caucasian, the way they would treat my African-American colleagues is not the way they treat me with regards to they think I'm a, they can push they can push me over and walk all over me because I'm the polite really nice one at right. the job and so I was like yeah no I I walked out of jobs because of that because you're not going to let things slide just because you know you cannot mess with this person because they're African-American but because I'm African and I'm the polite one you walk all right. over me well, that's what happens. I mean, we grew up in the belly of the beast, you know, and and in in order to survive, it it toughens you up. It it, it toughens you up, and it, it makes you hard, you know. And sometimes we we go off the deep end with that stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's I think that's what. Africans on the continent, when we go there, um, that's what they don't necessarily understand, the level of aggression that they see in us. It's <laughs> I mean, I can remember, right, I was in Nigeria, and they were still under military government, it was like 30 years ago. And I'm in the airport, and soldiers are off duty, and this one soldier comes in with this white man and he's just pushing people out of the way because we're standing in line and he's going to bring this white man to the front of the line. And I, I, I went off. I couldn't, I didn't get out of the way. And at one point, I'm thinking to myself, have you lost your mind? <laughs> You're in Nigeria, dude. You know, this is a soldier. He is down right here and won't nobody even know. But, you know, I said to him, I said, look, man, I came from America and I didn't come to Africa to get pushed out of the way so a white man can go to the front of I said, I'm sorry. I said, it ain't right, brother. And you know it ain't right. And, and the white man was stricken because now people are surrounding us. And as you know, and Ghana and Nigeria is the same way. When the people decide that they're not going to let something happen, oh, that yeah. one little soldier would have got beat to death, <laughs> and he knew it. True. <laughs> and, and he knew it. So he backed up. The white man went and got in the back of the line with everybody else, you know. But it was like, that was the African-American in me. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen in Senegal. I've had it happen in Ghana. You know, it's like, I ain't taking no shit off of no white people. If I don't take it off of them in America, what make you think I'm taking it off of them and I'm in Africa? Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's, it's just not happening. Yeah. It's just not happening. Which is, which is so sad when you think about it because um, when I go to Ghana, just the fact that I have been outside of the country and I've lived here for a while, I actually even get preferential treatment compared to my colleagues and my, my, my peers who 
are still in Ghana and just live in Ghana, which is sad because I well, you've been to. Yep, I'm a been to. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand because, you know, because we have access to things. We just do because we're here, you know, and the people at home recognize that. We have to say what we mean and mean what we say because in Africa, people live by that. You know, if you say you're going to do something, they're looking for you to do it. And if you don't, they're going to let you know that you didn't do it. Um, and, and, and that's just in the culture, that, that humility that you talk about. It, it's there, you know, and we can't lose that. Um, but at the same time, in, in the world that we live in, you know, we have to be aggressive about certain things. And, and but aggressive in our own best interests, not against each other. All right. I just love talking to you, Baba. I've been trying to get you to talk to me for such a long time. I'm happy this is happening. But as we get close to round up this um, this episode, I would say that education is a very big part of understanding our experiences and then understanding each other's experiences that way we are more informed we are more empathetic and we know how to heal together thus grow together mm-hmm. um what are some final words or the advice that you have when it comes to our similarities and differences because at the end of it all the way the french doctors were comfortable enough to sit in public tv to say let's use africa is the same way a couple like years ago the american government went lied to the black men and had those experiments on them uh, with the tuskegee syphilis you know project on them at the end of the day we are all on the receiving end of a system that really does not see the black person as a person Mm -hmm. they just see as i'm sad to say almost like a thing that's expand um, that's um you know you can easily get rid of so what are some of the ways that you think we can help ourselves get through this do this you talked well, a lot about it but in some I'm, I'm, I'm less concerned about how they see us and I'm more concerned about how we see ourselves when we see ourselves as human beings when we see ourselves as persons when 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 we see ourselves as having dignity and the right to be in control of our destiny then our response to these things will change. And when our responses change, then it changes how they will then have to deal with us. You know, so we just have to, I think, be more concerned about healing ourselves and and learning who we are and what it is we come from, what it is we're a part of. Um, you know, when we go down into the dungeons at Cape Coast and, and Almina, and I say this to the guides who, who lead these tours, 
you know, it's, it's like, you also have to include in your tour that those of us who come here from the diaspora, we're descended from the people who survived these places. So, so that aggression that you, you see in us, we're, we're the people who survived, we're descended from the people who survived the Middle Passage. We're descended from the people who survived slavery. And, and that's the aggression that you see in us. That's what's in us, you know, and it had to be in us in order for us to not just survive being here in America, but to flourish, you know, to, to multiply. And, and that's what we did and continue to do. And, and that's the energy that we want to give to our brothers and sisters on the continent because, you know, you're descended from the people that's adopted them. So we, we, we can do this. We can get out of this. And we will. Yeah. Thank you so much, Baba. This has been such a wonderful talk. And I know uh, you have a lot you a lot you'll be more than happy to share with us but i'm going to save some of the knowledge for later episodes because i'm definitely going to be picking your brain some more but with, oh, no problem <laughs> but with such a wonderful educator and such a wonderful poet that you are if people want to keep up with your work how will they be able to stay in touch um, my website, uh, www.mkepoet1.com. Thank you again so much, Baba. I truly appreciate this, and I'm sure the listeners enjoyed this as well. It's a lot of information. Thank you. But it's one step and to healing for all of us. Thank you so much, Baba. I cannot say thank you enough. So listeners, here we have it. We can change the narrative. It does not have to stay this way. Our struggles, despite being on different parts of the world, they are the same and so will our triumphs be. We can change that narrative. But only if we work together. After all, we all want the same thing, don't we? Excellence of our people. So stay safe. Stay involved. Thank you for being here. And I will see you later. Clink. Oh, no, no.